but it's just like I said, it's just there for visual reference. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I don't sound like a weirdo. I know I'm good. No, I mean I think you sound better than yesterday. So yeah, yesterday was, <laughs> it was it was all right here. And I'm like I can't. It's like I gotta talk to. I I would have been willing to do it if you wanted to. But I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that will get its ass to Mars. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. How's it going? <laughs> um, so, hey, we uh, it's currently June 12th at the time of this recording, and uh, uh, I've watched a bunch of stuff. Have you? You want to just jump right into it? Yeah, um, I've watched a couple things. Okay. Um, so... Uh, so at work, I've mentioned that at my job we always have like TV going in the background, yeah. and which uh, I'm kind of jealous of. I don't. <laughs> you you don't get to pay attention to things as well as you'd want to, but uh, a couple of my coworkers, was... <laughs> a couple of, co- of my coworkers actually put on a show that I never had any interest in, but I'm kind of hooked on now, and that's uh, the show Big Little Lies. Have you watched this at all? Uh, Kind of. Go ahead. Okay. So we'll um, talk about this in a minute because that's funny that you say that. Like, so like, like I said, like I've never really even heard or known much about this show, but the show's title always kind of turned me off because it just made me think of uh, Pretty Little Liars. Like that's the oh, first thing sure, I sure. think of. Uh, anyways, they put the show on and I just kind of like half paid attention and I was like, okay, this is actually really interesting. So then, uh, you know, as I said, I was at work and wasn't able to really pay that close attention to what was going on. But uh, when I got home, I, like, mentioned it to my wife. I'm like, hey, have you watched this show? We should check it out. I found out she loves the show, apparently, and has watched. She hasn't watched the second <laughs> season yet, but she's watched the first season and thought it was great. So we started rewatching it at home. And, uh, yeah, it's... It's one of those things where I'm enjoying it because of the mystery that's going on, but I don't know if I'm just hooked because I just really want to know what happens really bad, or if I'm really enjoying sort of the layers of mystery and stuff like that, because it is going at a... uh, It does have this sort of setup where you... I don't find myself guessing along yet as to, like, what actually happened. I'm only, like, two episodes in, but I'm kind of just waiting to find out more information. So I wish there was a little more, like, guesswork, you know. Uh, How many episodes did you say? I'm only, like, two episodes in. So so at work we went through four episodes, but, like, giving it my full attention, only about two episodes. So so I started watching this show um, because it was getting Emmy attention. Okay. Because uh, Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård won an Emmy for it. Okay. Uh, for supporting actor. Yeah. Um, I was I really liked him in True Blood, and uh, I was really curious, and and I suddenly became like really curious for the show. So I started watching. I only got like a handful of episodes in. Like when I say a handful, I'm talking like three episodes. Okay. In. Yeah. And then life happens, and I never got a chance to finish the show. Right. Uh, we are now in the summer months where there is no like. There's no real new TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I come home from work and it's just like, what do we got tonight? Nothing. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing to look forward to. Game of Thrones is over and all that stuff. And I'm like, what do I watch? So I'm kind of like, this is a perfect opportunity to watch Big Little Lies because mm-hmm. the season is very short. Um, so I'm gonna pick up where I left off. I started the I started the next episode where I left off this morning. Okay. I have not forgotten anything. Oh, wow. Like, it's not enough happened for me to forget what was going on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, 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 this happened, this happened, this So Okay, I'm good. And I started watching. So I'm going to fit – my plan is to finish this out. So I think it's funny that you're like, hey, that's what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's a good cast so far. And, like, so far it's intriguing. Well, the cast is fun. Um, uh, otherwise, I also – another show we, we started rewatching at work was uh, Stranger Things. We started at uh, season one, and we've been watching through. And, uh, you know, those – it's only eight season or eight episodes a season, so I think we're actually almost done with season two now. But um, the first season I watched twice, so I know that one pretty well. But the second season I only watched it once when it came out. And so, like, as I'm working, I'm catching little tidbits as it, you know, goes on the screen – 
And I'm just thinking, man, I just have to rewatch this <laughs> again, like at home where I can give my full attention because there's so many parts yeah. I forgot about and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, and I'm kind of bummed. Stranger Things season three releases July 4th weekend, mm-hmm. and there's so much stuff going on in my life that weekend that I dis- I, I can't watch it. <laughs> and I'm not going to get a chance to give it its due until like a week, maybe a week and a half after yeah. it's out. So anyone who knows me, I'm not going to want to talk Stranger Things. So <laughs> the uh, I think that that's series um it's best to enjoy like a se- like a full season over like a weekend or something like that where you can just like give it your full attention like finish it within like two days and it's always like awesome um i've never broken it up over like a week or like multiple week span but i i always like just like watching it all right away um but i was in a similar situation last uh, not i don't think it was last year but when the second season came out I was in an office with two guys who were both fans of the show, and like I watched it right away when it came out, and I wanted to talk to them about the second season, and both of them took like a month or two to actually finish it. I'm like, gosh, just watch it. I want to talk about the show. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I'd, I'd like to do a rewatch. I don't know if I have time, but right. I'm really excited to see where my friends have been, watch the new season that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, I mentioned I was watching The Hot Zone yeah. on Na- National Geographic. Um, really cool show. The show finished. It was great. At the end of the show, which I didn't know was there, was there's they did a, they had a full documentary on what happened. So they had the scripted drama that they did for the station, and then they had a full documentary of everything that happened in 1989, oh, okay. the Ebola outbreak in um, 2014, and the current Ebola outbreak that just happened in... Um, uh, uh, over in the Congo, I don't. Why am I? I'm drawing a blank on what the Congo is called now, but um, and it's just. Be, and I think they did this because the Ebola outbreak has happened again, and I didn't know it was going on right now. So that was kind of yeah. a, that was kind of an eye opener. But it was a really good series. Uh, six only six episodes. So I'm always if it's uh, something that interests you, check it out because it was really well done. There was one of the guys, uh, the guy who plays um, uh, Sir Davos from Game of Thrones, is in it. Oh, cool. What? Uh, where do you watch this show? It's on National Geographic. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're the ones who put it on. But I mean, okay. it was a, like the cast was really decent, and like Juliana Margulies is in it, and uh, Topher Grace was in it, and you know they had some they had some decent names. Cool. Um, and then uh, I watched Dead to Me on Netflix. Did you finish it? Because I think you mentioned it last week. I I think I did. Um, I did finish it. It was really really good, in my opinion, except for the last ten minutes. <laughs> and I only say that because the final 10 minutes of the show, the final 10 minutes of season one is like the show keeps you guessing throughout. And there's yeah. a lot of like, and I don't want to say twists and turns, but I want to say moments that make you think differently. And you're just like, whoa, I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And very intense stuff. The final 10 minutes of the entire season are the most predictable 10 minutes I've ever seen any show, mm-hmm. movie, anything do. But. Because there's more seasons coming, because they got the season two go-ahead, I'm really curious to see how they write themselves out of this corner that they painted the person. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so, sure, like, it's yeah. not like... A, mm-hmm. I'm definitely returning for the next season, but... Yeah. Um, as ironic as it is to bring it up on this episode, where we're talking about series finales, I always feel like you have to judge a show by how you felt the majority of the time while watching it as opposed to the very end. I think sometimes oh, sure. people get, get too caught up with hating the end but ignoring that they had so much fun and enjoyment yeah. watching this show. But, yeah, I mean, I, I want to watch this one. It seems interesting, but now I'm kind of really curious no, how it's it ends. Just, you know it's I mean? just how the season one ends, but it's, yeah. it's very... You see it coming way in advance. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yep, saw that coming. And we'll be within the last 10 minutes that you're going to see it coming. And then you're going to go, huh, yep, totally predictable. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, leading up to that 10 minutes, you, I mean, it's just like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. So, um, And then uh, Dark Phoenix came out. Yeah, I haven't seen you it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to, this is a spoiler-free review. Um, overall, I really liked the movie. Okay. What I'm curious about is this comes back to the... Snyder cut kind of conversation. This movie went through reshoots after the Disney Fox merger. So I'm curious, like, I don't expect us to get a uh, Simon Kinberg cut. Yeah. But I am expecting to hear about some of the things that got changed. 
because hmm. I'm kind of curious. Because I guess um, I have already read that the scrolls were supposed to take a he- uh, play a part in the story. Wow. Okay. But that got nixed after Disney and Fox started yeah. like negotiating, so they had to change that. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. to what that. Was. I'd be curious how the. <laughs> the X-Men universe scrolls look compared to the MCU ones, you know? Like, yeah. maybe we can see some concept concept art or something. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'd like yeah. to hear some of the things that got changed. Um, w- what I thought was interesting about uh, this specific movie was it didn't come home with me the way Endgame did. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I'm in a post-Endgame world <laughs> where I'm like... I judge movies a little differently now because I mean Endgame came like you watched Endgame and then you came home and you couldn't think about anything else you know what I mean oh yeah I got out of Dark Phoenix and I'm like I just didn't come home it didn't come home with me yeah Uh, the but I really liked the movie Um, the one thing that I found myself I found myself very antsy waiting for the Magneto stuff Mm. Um, Sophie Turner was great and all the stuff leading up to and like how she becomes the Phoenix and blah all this everything you know becomes to fruition you know the way you'd expect the x-men to handle things but then you got to uh i was waiting for magneto i'm like i want magneto just because i really liked michael fassbender's okay. I didn't, was, was that because of seeing the trailer though and knowing he comes into it somehow and... i think i think because i knew he was in the movie but i really like michael fassbender in general and his portrayal of magneto that i was okay. just really excited to see it yeah. So I was like, come on, get Magneto into the story. Um, <laughs> right. And I will say that if you're a Nightcrawler fan, you're going to be very pleased with some things oh, cool. in the movie. Um, so, but overall, I pretty much enjoyed the movie. I know it got some bad reviews and stuff, but I enjoyed it's, it. Yeah, I'm really interested to see this one. I think it's uh, it's crazy that people were tell- talking to me about how, like, this is the second time, like, Simon Kinberg has been behind the story of, like, the Dark Phoenix, yeah. which is very bizarre to me. <laughs> like, I don't know, anytime somebody remakes their own thing, I think it's, like, oh, very sure. weird, because, like, why didn't you make it the way you wanted it the first, first time, time, you know? So I'm, I'm very curious how it all plays out, but, yeah. yeah. Um, well, hey, that's it for my watching category. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk the news? Yeah. All right. Well, if this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, we usually talk like, what are we watching, reading, that kind of thing. Um, And then we hop into the news. Um, If my voice sounds weird, if this isn't your first time listening to us, I was a little under the weather this week, had a bit of a head cold. So I apologize for that. There's not much I can Mm -hmm. do, but uh, the show must go on. And if my voice sounds weird, I'm just a weird guy who sounds like that. (laughs) Well, did you hear... Okay, so as um, at the time of this recording, June 12th, it is E3 week. Yes. Okay, so E3, if you don't know, is technically the video game convention of the year. There's only one of these. It's not like Comic-Con bounces around. This is a once a, this is a once-a-year thing. E3 stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo. Um, those are your three E's, anyway. Um, but one thing, there's some cool games I saw. Um, I'm excited about Halo. I'm excited about some of the Legend of Zelda stuff so they dropped. I can mention, like, out of, like, all the E3s for the past five ten years or so i've paid the least amount of ten- attention to this one. Oh, so sure. like halo like i don't know anything about like what's okay. going on with halo and stuff well like it's that, or... they so it was really funny this is a quick flashback i remember so halo one two and three happened halo three kind of closed the story yeah and then a couple years later at an e th- at one of the e3 conventions they announced halo four mm-hmm. but it was funny when they said that because they said, we're going to show you a trailer for the start of a new trilogy of games. And it was the trailer for Halo 4. And my phone was exploding with, Halo 4 got announced. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and 5 and 6. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, he said a trilogy of games, 4, 5, and 6 just got announced. <laughs> yeah. So this is the sixth Halo game coming out. Okay, nice. So this is technically Halo 6. Um, they literally just showed a cinematic trailer no real gameplay there's one shot of the trailer that looks legit gameplay and the graphics are astounding i'm a big halo fan so i'm excited nice um but yeah there was i was just looking i always watch the microsoft press conference because i'm an xbox guy and i usually watch a press conference from like bethesda or you know um ubisoft just because there's some games that i like to play so i'm kind (laughs) of curious what they're doing um, but because, and we don't talk a lot of video games on this show, yeah. so I wanted to mention it was E3 week because one of the pieces of news that came out of E3 this week was that 
Uncharted, the video game, is being made into a movie, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uncharted is it's kind of like a modern day Indiana Jones. Right. If you've ever played the game, um, and Tom Holland will be playing the character of Nathan Drake. So Spider Man will become Nathan Drake. First off, this kid. Tom Holland is apparently wowing everybody because he's just got his hand in like every franchise right now, making yeah. a lot of money. I hope he doesn't get burned out. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really cool. I like Tom Holland, so I'm definitely in on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, nice. I feel like I heard like they announced he was going to be in Uncharted a while ago, but is this just kind of like the reconfirming that it's actually moving forward sort of thing? I think so. And then do you see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake? No, I, <laughs> That's a I weird expected part, I someone older. Yeah. I expected someone like mid to late 30s to be playing yeah. Nathan Drake, but... Um, I know Tom Holland can do all the uh, climbing and stuff for sure, but he's absolutely. just like such a like small, young looking. He's not. He's not as physically <laughs> large as I was expecting mm-hmm. him to be. But I'm. It doesn't. I'm okay. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't like all right. So when they originally cast Angelina Jolie in the original Tomb Raider movies, I didn't necessarily see it until I saw her in the costume. Right. However, when they cast uh, Alicia Vikander in the new Tomb Raider movie, I saw it immediately. I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. You know, it comes down to this. You got to cast your, you have to trust your casting department because every time that we as fans get upset about a casting decision, <laughs> we're like 99, we as fans are 99% wrong. Yeah. It's like very, very rare instances where the casting department is not correct. Mm-hmm. Usually they're dead on. And <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of a really good one where they just missed the mark with casting. <laughs> right. but I can't think uh, of any off the top of my head. The, the one that bugs me is uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro and Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, and the only reason that is is when he, before he turned into the villain, before the accident create, gave him his superpowers... Mm-hmm. I did not like his character leading up to the event that turned him into Electro. Once he's Electro, I liked him, but all that stuff leading before, I, I hated. Yeah. So, but I, that, and I don't know if that was Jamie Foxx, if that was the writing, if that was the director's choice. I, I'm not. Sh- I don't really know what that was. I think that's fair though, and I think that uh, I mean you've mentioned how he acts so similar to Edward Nigma from uh, Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. It's and, very, it's very like almost like he copied Jim yeah. Carrey's performance, and it just bugged me. So, mm-hmm. I uh, I like that movie a lot, but I do think his performance is just very over the top. So. Anybody who doesn't like it, I understand where they're coming from, sort of thing. So, well, um, so did you hear uh, about Swamp Thing getting canceled? Uh, yes, I haven't really. So this, it kind of sucked because it was like I watched the premiere. I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was good. Like, I was excited to see more. And then immediately afterwards, I heard it was canceled. And I haven't really read through all the details. From what I've kind of gleaned from the skimming that I've been doing is that Swamp Thing is canceled more so due to funding reasons than ratings. And I dug some stuff up because... So Swamp Thing airs one episode... I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. And then they pull it. Right. Now, here's what I can tell you. Here's the good news. It's not like they're pulling it and you're never going to see it. They're going to finish out the season. So you get to see the full season one, but they're canceling the show. Here's what's interesting. I pulled this from um, uh, comicbookresources.com, which is a pretty cool site if you're looking for news. Um, But it says, uh, after news broke early this morning regarding the cancellation of DC Universe's Swamp Thing... A new report states the real reason the plug was pulled in the live-action series comes down to a counting error made by the state of North Carolina. The initial report claims Warner Warner Media executives did not like the dir- initial reports claims that Warner executives did not like the direction of the show, leading them to cancel the series. However, uh, Movies.com writer John Golson reports North Carolina promised Warner Media a forty million dollar tax rebate that ended up getting diminished because of a paperwork error. The $40 million would have covered half the first season's budget, which is estimated at $80 million. So basically, they uh, they thought they were paying like half, 
Mm-hmm. And then they were like, they thought they were only paying forty million for the show. Now they're paying eighty million for the show. Despite ratings, the show has now cost double what they were promised the show was going to make. So they're basically like, we'll just cut our losses now and not worry about it. Yeah. Because from all the reports I read, is they did like everything they were seeing, mm-hmm. but now it costs yeah. way too much money. And I, I like press as far as just reviews of the show. It seems like everybody kind of. You know, was you know they thought it was pretty good. Like nobody, I haven't heard anybody saying it was a horrible premiere. The show is bad so far. Right. So I mean, right. Um, this does remind me a little bit of what happened with Supergirl. Uh, the show didn't get canceled, but Supergirl first season of Supergirl was shot in L.A., and then there was some tax rebate thing that happened, and they were going to lose their fu- partial funding. And someone over at the CW said, hey, if you shoot up here in Vancouver where we shoot all the other shows, you don't have to worry about that tax issue. And we can keep the show being shot at the same amount. So they literally moved the entire show to Vancouver to be shot. And unfortunately, that is one of the reasons why Callista Flockhart's character is no longer Mm -hmm. on the show. And as much as I liked her character on the show, that's why she left because the show was getting moved and then she was going to have to move to Vancouver. I think it had to do with uh, the show moving from CBS to the CW. That was part of it. That was uh, part of it. Which I think is cool because I feel like any, like, network TV DC show belongs on the CW. (laughs) Like, the CBS, as uh, I've heard a lot of people call it, is the old people's network. (laughs) So I actually was happy about that move. But CBS is unfortunately being called the old people's network. Um, all right, so since we're on the DC stuff, did you hear about the DC app slash Warner Brothers app situation? Um, so this one, I think I've heard a little bit less. Uh, I feel like I feel like Warner Brothers doesn't know what they're doing yet, and they're debating if they want to keep the DC app. or. So what's... DC released its streaming app. To catch our listeners up, DC released its streaming app. I think it's going really well. Warner Brothers wants to create their own streaming app, and since Warner Brothers owns DC in terms of television and film rights, they are trying to decide if they want to keep the DC app. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about the DC app. Yes, all the television and movies and everything's on there, but all the comics are on there too. From wh- all the reports I can find and all of my digging around, there's not a lot out there because, it, like you said, it sounds like Warner Brothers doesn't know what they want <laughs> to do. Yeah. It sounds like DC is very like we're not going anywhere. So they it very it very much sounds like they're not going anywhere, and it sounds like Warner Brothers isn't trying to squash it either. So I don't know what the plan is. Um, I do wonder if there'll be a thing where like you know if you buy into one you get the other one discounted or something. I don't know. That's what I was gonna say. They should do. Um, I know there's. Is it called Verve or VRV, which is like the, it's like a package deal for a bunch of different streaming apps. Like you get um, the Nerdist, Rooster Teeth, uh, I think Funimation and Crunchyroll. Like you get all these different kind of like nerdy streaming apps together in one service. And maybe WB could do something like that. Right. Like you pay eight ninety nine for just WB, but if you pay... I don't know, thirteen ninety nine. You get both, or you know, maybe yeah, there's something like that exactly. they could do. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just saw it and was like, hey, we gotta let's talk about this real quick. So in case someone is out there panicking, like, am I gonna lose my DC app? It doesn't sound like it, but yeah. the door is still open at this point, and we don't really know much. Right. So, um, okay. Speaking of streaming apps, though, did you hear about Steven Spielberg's new series that he's working on? Nope. You're gonna like this. Okay. Steven Spielberg is writing a horror series. There's cool. no title yet. A series of films, a TV it's series. A TV or, series. Okay. He's writing it and he's directing the first handful of episodes or whatever. Um, this is where it's really cool. It's for some streaming app called Quibi, or it's on this thing called Quibi, or I don't know. Okay. Anyway, the um, this is the coolest part about it. You can only view it at night. Okay. Like when you sign in to watch the show, <laughs> there's going to be a countdown clock on your screen. And if you're trying to watch it, like, overnight, like, when the sun comes up, the show shuts off and you can't watch it while the sun's up. Okay. I just thought that was really cool to have a horror show you can literally only watch at nighttime. It's just a new type of yeah. medium to, like... I think it's going to get hacked within, like, 30 seconds, but, yeah. I, I don't know. I, just, I think that's a really interesting idea, I just too, thought the idea know? was cool, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of a medium. You can only... It's like a scary... Like, scary stories to tell in the dark. You can only tell the scary story in the dark. Yeah. So... Nice. 
That's cool. And yeah. that's is that pretty much all that's known about it right now? It's just basically okay. There's hardly nice. anything about it. It's really like Steven Spielberg's writing this series. He hasn't worked in a while. He wants to write this thing, and he's got yeah. an idea for it. You know, that's basically how it is. So, cool. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Uh, I figured you'd be really into it just because. So no, I mean, yeah, I, I look forward to it. I don't know what to think yet. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, all right. Uh, let's talk about Justin Bieber for a minute. Okay. Um, you. <laughs> So, you uh, you laughed when you saw this on the whiteboard, and you already knew what it was, and I thought that was funny that you <laughs> yeah. already knew what it was. Um, so, I look, I don't normally would, and I, we wouldn't normally be talking about Justin Bieber on this show, but this was way too funny to not um, talk about. So, Justin Bieber tweets this, and I don't, I... <laughs> Man, I don't even know where to begin with this, but I'm just going to read the tweet. So Justin Bieber tweets, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you'll never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> that was kind of my reaction to it as well. Um, I was talking to some friends about this and... Basically, everybody's conclusion was that Tom Cruise would uh, kick Justin Bieber's ass or whatever. And I think it's just because he's, like, known for, like, doing his own stunts. I'm sure he has combat training. And just Tom Cruise, like, I know he's short, but he just looks like such a solid guy. You Tom know? Cruise is also the guy to go, oh, if I'm going to do this for real, I'm going to do this for real. Oh, yeah. And he's going to, and the way he trains and prepares himself, like, I don't, I, I, it, it's almost like Justin Bieber, um, watch Top Gun now for the first time and <laughs> thinks Tom Cruise is like in his 20s. Um, here's the thing. I never look at comment sections on the internet because it's some of it's the most horrible stuff ever. Mm-hmm. But this was a comment thread I had to scroll through. Mm-hmm. It was some of the funniest things I've ever read. Of <laughs> some people just saying, what? And then exactly. some people like just railing on Justin Bieber for even thinking that's a thing. <laughs> um turns out though that apparently it was part of some marketing push well, I was it was basically I, to get attention for some marketing push for something else so it, i don't that's so weird to me though because like just i don't know i was really dumbfounded by it because justin bieber is not like some washed up person like he's still really big and really popular like he just put out a single with like ed sheeran like he's on the radio all the time why does he need to do like this weird gimmicky thing for marketing? You know what I mean? Right. So I was just so confused by it, but yeah, I don't I, know. <laughs> I don't know. It was just what I, it was yeah. way too funny for me to not bring up on the show because no, it's hilarious. It's, but here's the thing. If Tom Cruise trains to, if Tom Cruise accepted that and decided I'm going to fight Justin Bieber to shut this kid up. If Tom Cruise <laughs> went and trained, Justin Bieber doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. And you can tell that by the, you can tell that by how Tom Cruise pours himself into the actual work that he does. Yeah. So no, I agree. Whether you like him or not as an actor, look at what he does in the movies. I kind of so. like to think that just like uh, Tom Cruise wouldn't like he'd be above the idea of fighting Justin Bieber, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is really weird. Um, All right, one more piece of news. Uh, The Frozen 2 trailer dropped, the official Frozen 2 trailer, so now we have an idea of the story. It looks like a road trip movie. Okay. I Um, mean, yeah, I mean, I actually didn't, I didn't read a lot into what it was about necessarily. I kind of like... It sounds like they got to go on some magical adventure to find out why Elsa has her powers and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, so it's a road trip movie. There's this part where... Um, okay, so I, I guess this is kind of a good thing the trailer did because it, it got me kind of confused because it starts off the same way as the other trailer does where it's Elsa out by the ocean and she's trying to, like, freeze parts of the water and run, like, on top of the water of the ocean and kind of, like, her struggle doing that. But there's a part where it shows her go underwater and all of a sudden she sees, like, this bubble horse thing underwater and this is like within the first like 10-15 seconds of the trailer and I saw that and I said what and like I was kind of confused about that the rest of the time so I didn't really think about a lot of the rest of the stuff my, that was my response was so. what and then yeah. I was like forget about it for mm-hmm. right now and just focus yeah um it just looks like they're going on some magical quest uh like mm-hmm. something's wrong and the trolls know about it and they're you know it just look it looks like frozen yeah, um, fair enough. I uh, 
I really liked the first Frozen movie. I feel like it got very overplayed, and uh, it got, I think it got a little uh, overrated after yeah. after too long. It's it kind of sat for too long, but at I, the end of the day, it's still a good movie. I saw so. it after um, it had been like extremely overhyped, so I don't I actually don't have much of a fondness for it because. Like, I was sure. like, well, it's okay, but it's not that great. And, like, I still think I like the movie Tangled better than Frozen. Oh, I, that's a debate I think, for another I think day, Tangled but... is much better. Than okay, Frozen. fair enough. I, but... Tangled is one of my favorite Disney yeah. movies. Uh, one of these days, we'll get to our Disney. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll tackle yeah. Disney as a subject, but <laughs> Tangled's one of my favorites, so I totally hear you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I just figured, why not? It was the only big trailer to really hit this week. If it, if it wasn't a video game trailer, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, and I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Comic-Con's coming in like a month or so, yeah. so we'll probably get a lot of trailers then. But yeah, I don't know what there is to look forward to at this point, sure. you know? Well, hey, do you want to talk the list? Sounds good, yeah. All right, great. So we're going to talk the list. So, Ryan? And now for the top five. All right, so list time. So this was my pick. Uh, I decided that because of Game of Thrones ending and Big Bang Theory ending and Avengers ending and all this stuff, mm-hmm. like we always talk movies, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk television series. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about series finales. Not season finales, <laughs> series finales. So we're talking about a single episode, and these are very these tend to be controversial. Uh, because you either love them or you hate them. There's people who are okay with them. There's people who are satisfied, but they wish it was better. Um, Game of Thrones is a perfect example if you want to dig into social media and find out. But out of all the television we watched, you know, what are our five favorite series finales? Right. Um, and this goes everywhere from, like, if you look at it, series finales usually have heavy ratings. You look at, like, the series finale of MASH or Dallas, um, uh... Uh, How I Met Your Mother was very controversial. I hate the ending of How I Met Your Mother, so it'll not be on my list. Um, There's the ending to um, uh, St. Elsewhere, which was a hospital show in the 80s where the whole show actually was a dream of an autistic kid in the hospital. Um, You know, so they've had, like, and Lost was a really controversial ending. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos had a huge controversial ending because most people were like, what? Like... (laughs) And yeah. I don't, I don't know if you ever watched The Sopranos, I know, but no, I, that I know, show I ended where the screen just went blank, mm-hmm. like the screen literally went black, like it, like almost like it was in the middle of the episode. You're like, wait, what the heck? Like, yeah, you know. So, uh, in hindsight, like you said earlier in this episode, the interesting thing is people focus too much on how it ends, as opposed to the journey that got them to the end of the story. Right, and. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this. So uh, let's roll into it. It was my pick. I only have one honorable mention. So I have zero honorable, zero honorable mentions. mentions. I can say that this was actually a uh, this was a very hard list for me, and I think it's because when I when it comes down to it, like I've watched a lot of shows, but shows I've stuck through to the very end is a lot less. And then even like shows that uh, I've watched beginning to to end is less than that because you have your sitcoms where you might catch an episode here, catch an episode there, but not necessarily watch every single one. And uh, I guess growing up, my relationship with TV was a very take it or leave it thing, you know? Like, back in the 90s, like, shows honestly weren't as good as they are now, I think. Like, you, there wasn't a lot of shows that had, like, these big overarching plots between episodes. It was very episodic. Like, this episode has a full story, the next one has a different full story. And it wasn't this whole, like, uh... You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't always an overarching plot over a season or a series. Yeah. So that's why I think growing up, shows were very take it or leave it. And it wasn't till later on in my life that I actually saw the value in watching a full series. And I'll actually talk about that a little bit later. But I think just because of my experience like that, it made this list super hard for me. But, oh, uh, and, that's, and that's fair. <laughs> I, um, I realized when I started uh, doing my list that... Um, in a sense like that, uh, yeah, I wa- I consume a lot of media, whether it's television or uh, movies. But the what's interesting about doing this list is that I realized how much television. Like I think I watch a lot, mm-hmm. how much I don't watch. But at the same time, 
how many shows I've actually watched to fruition all the way to the end. Right. You know? So, um, I have a couple newer shows on my list, but most of most of most about three of them are old, two of them are new, and that's what I think that I that I thought was interesting. Okay. So nice. um, let's uh, let's hit it. So um, I'm I'm the only one with an honorable mention, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So my first honorable mention is uh, the show Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Right. Um, I'm a big Stargate fan, but there's three television series and they're interlaced, and then there's that's a that's a huge series. But the middle series that they did was Stargate Atlantis. Now, the reason I didn't choose Stargate SG One that's like the that's like the main show. It didn't really get an ending. What happened was the show got the show came to a close for the season, and they decided not to move forward with the show, so it was technically getting canceled. And later they released a movie to close. Oh, it. cool! Yeah. So it wasn't really a finale; it was more of just a movie to shut everything down. Well, Atlantis got closed. But when they ended their season, it was like they didn't know if they were coming back. So yeah. they did the final season as if they were getting canceled. So they ended the show with a proper ending. And that final episode of Atlantis is absolutely amazing. And it was just a really fun ride, very roller coastery, very action adventure stuff. So if you know the Stargate franchise and you haven't gotten that far yet, I highly recommend Stargate Atlantis because it's a good show. But that series finale, it was it was really solid. And I would the only the only thing that I would think I would have done differently was given them like a bonus. You know, sometimes they'll do like extra time for a finale. Like they'll do like a yeah. two hours or maybe an hour and a half or something. Um, or like uh, uh, like Big Bang did an hour for their finale. They'll they'll give them a little bit more time. So I wish that one was more of a two-hour instead of cramming it into the hour's time span. But, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, so anyway, wanted to bring that one up. No, yeah, that sounds awesome. I've never watched uh, the Stargate uh, TV shows, but uh, yeah, sounds really good. <laughs> sure, all right. I do, think, uh, I, do, I do think it's funny, though, you mentioned, like, when an ending, it's a proper ending when it actually comes to a close and loose ends are tied and stuff. And I think there is, like, a funny... Like, it's kind of a funny thing, but there is a little bit of a value of just that open-ending, cliffhanger ending that happens sure. at the end of the well, series. Well, there is definitely an open-endedness to it. Yeah. Because I think they were like, if they don't bring us back, we can keep going. But yeah. if, they, if they if they bring us back, we can keep going from here. But if they don't bring us back... And it wasn't a tie-up loose ends. It was a, let's do an episode the way we want to if we had to shut this down. Yeah. So... I just... Uh, I don't know. I, I find, like, humor in when it's, like, a really beloved TV show that... Ends like when it you know it gets canceled and it ends with a cliffhanger and people never know what happens because I just like the idea of just mass hysteria over a TV right. show. But um, that would move into my first yeah. pick, I think. So uh, I don't even know which one I want to start with. Okay, so as I mentioned, like this was a hard list for me, but uh, there's a couple of anime series that I've watched that actually helped me round my list out. So I'll mention uh, the first one I'll mention is uh, Death Note. Okay. So I don't think you have you ever watched the series. I know you've seen the movie. But... I have not seen either. That's on my list of. Things oh, you haven't to you haven't watched the movie? No, it's oh, my, weird. Okay. It's my it's on my like I said it's on my list of things that can. I think so. this series. Hey, it's summertime. <laughs> this series, I think you would like a lot because of how. Uh, it's a very intricately written crime story, essentially. It's yeah. like one kid has the power to kill anyone he wants on the earth, and it's about him in this kind of like big chess game against this detective who's trying to catch the kid. And it's like it's super interested interesting. It's very smartly written. Um, and this is a series where the whole time there's you only end up, one season right there's two seasons okay. actually so and it's actually there's a big debate over whether it should have ended at the first season or not um of course and like i will admit like the second season uh the dynamic of the show kind of changes and i think the first season was better but the thing is where it ends is something that uh is much like the game of thrones ending where i kind of had to it kind of hits you hard and you don't feel happy at the end but then you realize what the show is really saying and it makes you love the show and it's just something i enjoyed that show a lot i think it's like one of those it's one of those anime series where if you're trying to show somebody one anime show to say like watch this and like get them hooked on like that medium as a whole like i think death note's a perfect way to go and i just enjoyed the series as a whole and loved the ending so sure yeah all right i don't want to say too much since you haven't watched it too, no it's all right yeah um 
Well, how about this? The first one I'm going to go, I'm going to go for another sci-fi one, um, and that's uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay, nice. Um, did you watch this? I assume you've seen Star Trek, the show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my relationship to Star Trek The Next Generation is growing up, uh, Drew, you watched it. I had some cousins who watched this show a lot, and I kind of was exposed to a lot of it through you guys, but I never... When I was a kid, it was always just, it's not Star Wars. And, like, this show's oh, boring sure. because it's not action-packed like Star Wars. And I think I'd enjoy it more if I took a rewatch. I have no idea if I've seen the series finale at all. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, go um, on. <laughs> it's one of the... I think it's one of the best series finales. Okay. Um, they really, not only they cover everything that the show, they not only do they handle all the, the journey of everything that happened on the show, and it wasn't like tying up loose threads. That's not what yeah. it was. It was, a, it was almost like this should have been a movie right. in the theater as opposed to an episode of the show. Um, and one of the characters was time, uh, Captain Picard was time jumping. Okay. Like mentally so he thought he was in different times almost like this weird like space alzheimer's oh, okay so you got to see moments from the past moments from the present and moments from the future but it was because of a space anomaly so he was seeing all these things and they were trying to and the crew was trying to help him piece it all together to find out what was really going on it was such a beautiful way of ending that series and i really do think it's probably one of the best finales of a television series you can watch that finale Without any knowledge of the rest of the show. Yeah. Which made it even cooler. So, That's I mean, awesome. there might be some things in there that you go, wait a minute, why is this the thing? But ignore it and just focus on the story they're trying yeah. to tell. And that was I, one of the things I thought was really beautiful about it, that it can be an isolated thing. So While still being an epic ending to everything. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, okay, so I'm kind of curious if this is going to be the list of shows either of us has never watched no i'm willing to bet but, you and i have one no, match oh so. for sure um so i actually man this is like i'm really struggling usually i don't have trouble with the order but i am really this time i think i'm gonna go with uh friends so oh. we've, we've talked about friends before i know you've mentioned this is the one that i this is the one that we matched Oh, really? Okay, nice. So I know you've mentioned... I was going like, to save it to the end, but we can talk now. <laughs> you've mentioned, like, the show does a really good job, like, uh, at, like as a sitcom ending. Like, this show, it the way it ends ties so many uh, loose ends, and it just has, like... I think it's, like, a really cool way that uh, I think the very... You know how at the very end of the show, they're going to the coffee shop. And I do like how the show starts with... Um, the very first episode, Rachel comes into the show, and she ran out on her wedding, and the show ends with the main focus of it is Ross trying to get back with Rachel, and it's kind of just a cool... It's cool that it all comes back together and it's, it all focused on that same theme the whole time. Uh, I will argue, and I... Look, I know Pete. there are people that I have in my life that are not a fan of Friends at all. Like, they hate the show as a whole. Even though like they've never seen any of it, I don't know where that comes from. Whatever, but I do know like that I think that Friends is probably, you know how I don't use the word perfect a lot when yeah. I say it's a perfect movie. Whatever, I think Friends is a perfect show from the beginning to end. There's a lot of really cool. I've seen some documentaries about some of the behind the scenes stuff that went on in terms of the writers' room, and there's legendary stories about how the writer's room was handled mm -hmm. and legendary filmings and stuff like that. Not like anything bad was going on, but it was more like, <laughs> no, I like from what I understand, live audience filmings, legendarily, they have lasted 24 hours. Like wow. if something wasn't working right, the writers were like, no, 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 no change the line, do it like this. And they just keep going. Mm -hmm. And like, if you were an audience member, you could sit there for the full 24 hours and watch. Like, it's just, you know, nice. They did really lengthy stuff to just make the show the best show they could. Mm -hmm. But when you get to that finale, it's a f like the whole show comes full circle. The whole no, show yeah. comes full and circle. And I, I agree with and that. And it was beautifully written. And it's a and it's a finale that makes. And honestly, it's a finale that makes me cry every time I see it. And those people that like Friends, I don't know them to not cry every time they see the finale it's a i think i think it's a perfect finale i really mm -hmm. do it definitely like in terms of my my favorites my I just said star trek has got one of the best finales i think friends has one of the best yeah. finales. um i heard this really like kind of creepy fan theory about friends recently i don't know if it, like did i tell you about the phoebe 
fan theory about no. friends. Okay, so there's like this weird um, thing I found online where it's this idea that what if the show Friends ended with all of the characters inside the coffee house and then it pans out and Phoebe's outside looking in because she was always the character who never uh, fit in with the group. So the idea is that Phoebe was actually always living on the streets. Like, she never got on her feet. So, she was homeless the whole time. And she was always just imagining herself with this being group of Being a part of the group. Who, yeah. That's, that's interesting, but that goes... That's too. That's almost too similar to the show I mentioned. That's show was <laughs> saying elsewhere. Right, right. Um, I, you know, yeah. I just. Uh, I don't know why that that theory like really like gave me cheer or chills when I heard it, and even like repeating it now, I get chills just thinking about it. I don't know it's, what it is. But it's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying I would think that would make it for a better ending. I just think no, it's like because the problem kind of is, is you'd have to. The, the problem is, is you couldn't do an ending to the show like that if, without explaining. That'd be a hard. That'd be a hard. Expl- right. How to on screen? I think that'd be really hard to explain, just in my head. Like I'm trying to wrap my head around how you put that. Because you have to take that idea, yeah. put it onto paper as a script, and then say, here you that, go. Here's, that you would know. be a hated ending. Like, people would lose, oh would my lose God. their mind. Like, you want to talk about people hating, being mad about the Game of Thrones ending. Jeez, some, I can't even people, imagine. Like, I think uh, some of these kids listening like might not have been alive when Friends was ending, but it was a really popular show. Or they were show. just born like, when they were ending. Yeah, yeah like so. people at my high school were like talking about what happens to the Friends characters like between episodes and stuff, and like... That would have blown people's minds in probably not the right way. If yeah, I know. I don't. Way, so. I don't know. Like the time for like that's almost like yeah. That would have really broke the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have really broke America online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we matched. Nice. So to move forward, uh, it's your pick again. Okay. So. Um, I'll be surprised if we match the rest. I mean, this is a big one. I. <sighs> I thought this would be on your list, but maybe not. But uh, Lost. Uh, it is not. Okay. It made my short list. So. so Lost as a series for me is actually the show that... Uh, I really liked the ending, by the way. Yeah. It just made didn't make the final. Um, Lost is a show that, for me, really showed me the value of watching TV shows as, like, a full series and watching, like, every episode. Because, like I said, like, up until I saw Lost, like, even the... Not even just talking about sitcoms and comedies, like even action adventure shows and stuff. Most of them were very episodic, very like, here's one episode, we're telling one story. Next episode, we're telling a completely separate story. So television was kind of this take it or leave it thing. Like you don't have to watch every episode. And Lost was the first show that I watched where it was like, no, you have to watch every episode. And when you do, it actually gets better. Um, So people always credit Mar- there's a big thing right now where people credit Marvel for teaching people continuity okay, and watching the movies in the order they're supposed to be in. Right. Like, don't skip. You have to watch this. Like, there's a bigger story here. I, as much as I want to credit Marvel for teaching that, Lost did that. And I don't know if, like, I don't even know if Lost is the first show. They're, they're definitely not. Yeah. Because television at one point was serial. Yeah. And they got away from that. For a long time, and then when Lost was like the first show that really showed what serial television is supposed to be, yeah. and I know there's people that I, there's definitely people out there that will disagree with this statement, but we the television we have today is because Lost showed us that format, and I, I think and now that's... so much television is serial. Yeah, and I think that's true because it's like it's also debate over like there might have been a show to do it before Lost. Yeah, but um, Lost was kind of like the one that was huge that everybody yeah. followed and got obsessed with, and there's kind of like different points of like which one really taught us that. And in a way, post Lost world, if you go back and look at when Lost ended, and then look at the shows that started coming out after Lost ended, it's almost like they fo- they started following the format that Lost. Yeah, was doing. I would agree with that. Um, but what I was gonna say is like this show, like. I enjoyed the whole way through, and uh, at the ending, like, I do think the whole, uh, so I won't, I'll be super vague for people who haven't watched it yet, but the part, 
there's two endings of the show, and there's one ending that's on the island and one ending that is off the island. And the ending that was off the island, I don't know if it's my favorite way they could have gone, but everything that happened on the island I still love and I still think is great. And, like, overall, it was such a fun journey that, like... I mean, I got an end of a story with all these characters that I love and that I had been paying attention to for so long, like, I thought it was a great finale, yeah. so... the there's a lot of people I've talked to about the ending that... they It's almost like they didn't... Like, when they complained to me about the ending... Right. I will... Ask, there's a couple questions I've asked them, and they've always looked at me, like, with a question mark floating over their head, like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then we have a legit conversation where there's no angry, it's just legit conversation. And, it, and I usually find out that the people who are angry at the finale didn't understand the ending. Yeah. And I got it right away, and I was like, oh, that's such a beautiful way of doing this. You just have to remember, and this is coming from, like, a quote from Damon Lindelof, you know, one of the show's writers, everything on the island actually happened. happened. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what the pe- big key to understanding that finale. Yeah. And, you know, because so many people, like, thought it was something else, and, like, no, what, if, it's, if everything on the island happened for real... Not like a true story, but that happens. So you have to remember that. Yeah. And it makes the ending make a lot more sense. So. And there is unanswered, or maybe they were answered, but there are questions I still have about the show. Sure. But I also think it's cool that I can still think about those things in one. Well, I, see, I like, one of the things I like about Lost Ending is that, and I always, always, I was always hoping for this, but it almost seems like it's not because too many people are angry about it. The unanswered questions on Lost it, I feel like they're answered, but it comes down to us having the conversation. And I was really hoping that when the show ends, it would become the eternal conversation. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'd all be de- talking about the ending of that show. And it's like people don't want to talk about it because either A, they never watched it, or B, they're angry about it. Right. So I don't get to have that conversation. Yeah. It is something that I do want to go and rewatch. I just haven't yeah. gotten there yet um, because I have the conversation about the ending too much. That it's and weirdly it's all still fresh in my head. Yeah, so. and then you find yourself you have to become a lost apologist, and it gets exhausting when you're the one person defending this movie or this show. You know, because I felt like that about certain things that I like that other people don't. Like I'm so sick of defending it that I just don't oh. want to talk to people about it. So sure, I don't know. Yeah, actually, absolutely. <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, we can move into your next one. All right, so my next one, I'm gonna go with Veep. Okay. Have you watched Veep? Never watched it. All right. Um, I really like. I really recommend this show. I like this show a lot. It's if you've never watched the show Veep, it's on HBO. Um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus uh, from Seinfeld is the lead actor. Yeah. Um, she's won six Emmys for that show back to back. The show wins like best comedy like every time it's up for like Emmys. They just had their finale. It's very new. So, like, when I say just had their finale, they just had their finale. And um, this is a show, it's 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 a office workplace comedy, kind of like an office or a Parks and Rec. Um, but it takes place in the office of the vice president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, as the show plays out, the one thing you just want from a show like this is that it sticks the landing. And it's a very satisfying finale. Even the parts that you're unsure about when you're watching the finale, because, you know, there's always the controversy, right? You know, we're like, really, they went that way? No, you're like, of course they went that way, because <laughs> that's what makes sense. That's what that character would do. That's why the character would do it. And it's just a fun ride all the way to the end. It's, yeah. it's a really funny show. I've watched the show uh, front to back twice. Um, so, yeah. Nice. It's just a really good show. I, I highly, highly recommend it if you like shows like The Office or Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing they don't do in that show is they do not turn to the camera like in The Office where they talk directly to the camera. Okay, yeah. This is one where the show just takes place. But I will say the thing about Veep is it's a show that you have to watch. Like you can't – you know how like every now and then you can look at your phone and like read a text real quick and go back to the show like you missed something? You can't do other things when you're watching the show because there's verbal, there's uh, vocal, like some of the lines of dialogue are the jokes themselves. Yeah. But there are so many visual gags in the series that will have you on the floor rolling 
if you're paying attention to the show. Right. Like yeah. they're so funny, but you have to physically watch the show. Mm-hmm. So nice. I will say that, and it's the entire show is like that because they just they really put a lot of care into what they were doing. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. That would move into my next one, um, which is a uh, it's actually another anime series. Um, I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show, but that's the. Uh, Season finale of Berserk. Um, when I'm talking about Berserk, I'm talking about the 1997 anime series. I'm not talking. There was a uh, there's one that came out in 2016 that the animation and kind of the pacing of it was actually really bad. <laughs> but the, I'm talking about the old like 90s anime series. And uh, the reason this this is like one of the craziest series finales I've ever seen of anything because this is a show that's. It takes place in a medieval fantasy world, but throughout the first, I'm trying to remember, I think it's a full 24 episode season or something. It might be shorter than that, but I think it's like 20 something episodes. And throughout the course of the, the whole season, it's all like very light fantasy. So it's all a lot oh, about sure. sword fighting, battles. There's like a magical creature shows up here and there, but it's very light fantasy. And the very, like, it's the la- the last episode or the two last episodes, everything changes. Where, um, I don't know how to say it without, like, not spoiling anything, but imagine a character opening, um, for lack of a better term, like a portal to hell or something. And changing okay. the entire, like, landscape of the world to this crazy, like, demonic landscape with millions of demons surrounding everybody it is one of the most tragic endings it is um it's just crazy like it just and it's this series that i watched because uh when i was in college like i went to art school and i did all these like crazy drawings of monsters and stuff and one of my (laughs) friends suggested the series to me and i was like okay and he's like dude this is right up your alley you gotta watch it and i watched it and the whole series i was like you know, I'm liking this, but I don't know why he said it. And then it came to the lap, to the end, and it just everything on screen looked like one of my paintings or something I did in school. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This is amazing. And then from there, I got into the manga because I just had to know what happened next in the story. Um, but this is also like, Drew, uh, I don't think you've watched this, correct? I have not. Okay, I would highly recommend this. Um, if you want to, just make sure you're watching the 97 version of, oh, the, okay. sto- of the Is it on anime. Netflix? I don't, that's the thing is like, I don't know a good way to ac- right. access it. But, you know, How about this? A, I'll put it down and I'll see right. if I can find it. <laughs> uh, you know, in Game of Thrones, when they have like those, uh, like people say the best scenes of Game of Thrones are those like side character scenes where it's like two characters who are kind of side characters meeting in a dark hallway and conniving about how they're going to like screw somebody else over and stuff there's moments in berserk that are like that and there's like even like some political stuff that goes on that's actually like pretty complex like there's a lot of crazy gory action but there's also like really cool like complex storyline stuff that goes on um but yeah last thing i'll say about the show is it's very violent very very mature like definitely like you should be over 17 if you watch the show so all right um all right good well i'm gonna put that on a thing for me to watch because it sounds like uh when you said violent and gory, I was like, sweet, it's going to be one of those shows that makes me feel real good about myself. And, you know, <laughs> right. It's um, definitely not one of those, but it's like, it's, it's really good. So, uh, all right. So my next pick, um, we have taught, go back a couple episodes if you really want my full thoughts. So I'm not going to bog down, but, um, my pick is game of Thrones. Okay. Um, nice. And it just, when I was making my short list, it came down to, I was, I really am satisfied with this finale. Mm-hmm. And it really is the ending of the show that we needed to get. Um, so it, it it had to make my list because of the care. Yeah, I focused on it a lot. I, I, I really cared about the show to begin with. I really ended up liking the finale at the end of the day. So, I mean, we don't have to banter anymore because we We've technically spent so much, two episodes yeah. on this show. Um, so, yeah, go back a couple episodes if you want to listen to our thoughts on the finale. Um, but yeah, so Game of Thrones was my yeah. pick, and I wasn't sure if we would. That actually that was a match. So. Like I matched with that as well, and oh, I know you did. it's like okay. yeah, and I know that's like it's kind of controversial that we both matched with it. But I think it's just like when I go into th- something, I really always focus on the positives. So like, 
I'll criticize things, but I always want to make sure I enjoy something about it as well. And I know a lot of people weren't necessarily happy with the final season, but it was an ending and it was something that involved all these characters that I love and care about. And uh, I think when it comes down to it, like this show, the way it ended, I don't know, even know if I liked the most, but it is an ending I'm going to be thinking about for years. It is something that's really sticking with me. And some of the cinematography and character moments and stuff are going to stick with me for a long time. And that to me is awesome. Because and not only just... that, not only that, because what I said about Lost, like wanting to have that eternal conversation. Yeah. For those people that are willing to talk Game of Thrones, this will be the eternal conversation. Yeah. This is the ending of that show. Where um, I don't, you know, I don't see that with a lot of other shows. Yeah. So. And like the best thing about Game of Thrones is like, just as a whole, and I might have already said this, but I can't, I feel like I can't say it enough, is... This is was the TV show of a book. What happened in the show, you could even say, isn't necessarily canon. Like, we have another ending coming for us right. in the book still. It's not like, like everything that happened in Lost, like, the TV show is canon. But for this, like, there's multiple versions. So everybody's probably going to like the book ending better. And it's just going to create more conversations where people are going to banter about, you know... Which was better, the book right. or the movie and stuff, or the book or the show. And I just love the wealth of depth that we can get from this yeah, series. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, that was your final pick then, Game yep. of Thrones. All right, well, that leaves me with my final one, and that is a show called Wings. Nice, okay. Um, there's not much to say about this show. This is a sitcom that I've always loved. It's basically a, it's, it's a sitcom that takes place in a small air, airport on Nantucket Island. Um and it's, it, I mean, it was just about the airport, and the whole show took place in the airport. Yeah. Um, the final season of Wings is a very jumbled, janky season. It was almost, it was clear that they didn't know what to do with the show anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was clear that they were coming to an end. Like, we're probably getting canceled, but we don't know what to do. We got to put these episodes out and just let them run its course. However, they took a lot of care into closing the show out. And it was, and it really was, it was kind of like Game of Thrones where it was, this is the ending we needed because it's the ending we deserved. Like, that's, it's just, this is the perfect way to end the series. Here you go. So it's a really, so even though there's, if you end up getting a chance to watch the series as a whole, the final season is very janky, but that final <laughs> episode is like exactly what it needed to be. Okay, nice. And it was a really nice kind of full circle close to the show that you watched the entirety of. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched uh, Wings a lot back in the day. I've never... But that's another one of those shows that I just never was like... I had to see the whole thing, but I definitely well, enjoyed it. You know, I never... So what's interesting about Wings is I never watched... Like, I always just caught it on reruns. Yeah, like exactly. USA would run it or whatever, and I always just watch reruns. And I never really watched it in sequential order. And there was one... Some channel recently was running them really late at night and I was up for some like my work schedule just had me up at certain times of night for a while there mm-hmm. and it was on and I would like have it on in the background like oh I love wings and I just have it going yeah and then while I'm sitting there watching an episode I'm like I wonder and I fire up Amazon and there it is the entire series all eight seasons for twenty dollars Oh, cool. on DVD and I was like done <laughs> order and then I did a full binge of the whole show it was awesome so that's great so yeah, anyway, Wings was my final pick for the night. Um, if you're looking for a good sitcom to watch, what's interesting about it is that it's very... Uh, the beginning of the show is hard to watch only because technology was not caught up. Uh, when I say technology, it looks like it was filmed. Like it's st- It was in the mm. early 90s, so yeah. it is not the clearest Christmas picture <laughs> that you're going to get yeah. because of the te- te- technology of film, and then it definitely gets better as the show progresses. It's only like the first two seasons are hard to watch because it's not as crisp in terms of the picture. Mm-hmm. If you do have like, you know, if you're watching these on like a high-def TV, you're going to notice more. So that's not, why I bring that up. So. Not to go on a tangent, but I think for like a future show, this brings about like a really interesting topic of like the concept of high def, whether it comes to sound or picture, and whether that's necessary to avoid stuff and like both sides of that. Oh, I don't. Argument, I don't you think know? you should ever avoid. Like I think if someone tells, if I think here. Here's the thing. If you give me a recommendation, I'm gonna check it out. It might yeah. not be right away, but I will check it out. Guaranteed, mm-hmm. I'll check it out. 
I would never shy away from something because of what I just said. Yeah. Like, you know what no, I mean? I, I would I never, agree. like, yeah, it might not be in high def because it's an older show, but you told me to check it out for a reason. I'm going to yeah. check it out. I'm, well, like, I'm like a super low res guy. Like, I, the way I feel is like, I'm going to watch something in whatever's the most convenient way to watch it. So if it's, if that means it's on DVD or like, I haven't watched a VHS in a long time, but if that was my only way to watch a certain movie, like I still probably would. Yeah. And I just think it's like, I don't know if it's just the friends I have or something. I feel like this topic has been coming up in my life a lot, so it'd be an interesting, just like in-depth now, discussion. To be to completely have. honest, I love getting everything like crisp and clear and like hyper whatever. But I also understand the value of a good story, and at the end of the day, yeah, I'm okay with low res as long as I'm getting it <laughs> right on. Um, well, hey, uh, this brings us to the end of the episode. So what are we doing next week? Because okay. pick. So I have a list, and I hope this counts, and if not, I have a backup. Because this is like okay. a very different list than anything we've ever done before. But I'll hear, hear, I'll, I'll give you my pitch and then see how this goes. So uh, you and me and the listeners are all yours, <laughs> so go ahead. So uh, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up. Yep. Me and you have never been to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, but we've been to our fair share of comic book conventions. Okay. And how many how many friends do you talk to who, when it's they're going to their first con, they're always like, "What do I need to know? What do I need to bring? Whatever." Okay. And I thought it'd be a cool episode since it's con season, and maybe for listeners who might be able to go to SDCC or something like that. Why don't we talk about our top five con tips or con oh, going tips? that's actually not a bad idea. Okay. Uh, since it's con season, that's a really good idea because we have San Diego. If you live in the Chicagoland area, we have Chicago, Wizard World Chicago Comic Con right. later on. We have uh, ASIN just happened, um, Fan Fest, all that stuff. We went to C2E2. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. We should, probably should have thought to do this before we went to C2E2. <laughs> so next week we'll do our top five uh Con tips. Yep. I guess con going say. tips. Con, yeah. uh, convention tips. Con, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do nice. that. Okay. Cool. Um, that's not, that actually sounds like a perfect idea. Um, yeah. There's not going to be a lot to say on our topics. To an extent. On our yeah. picks. To an extent. It's going to be. <laughs> you never know what's going to bring up a personal story of it's, you know whatever. Right. So. It's probably going to be a very fast list, but yeah. Um, that's perfect. So we'll nice. do that next week. Um, with that, so that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, please check us out on our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook. You will also find a link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, hit us up there. Uh, you will also find a link to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to say that now instead of iTunes oh, since, right. we, since iTunes <laughs> is apparently coming to a close. Um, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, there you can leave us a five-star review, which we would love. But we also like criticism so um, because it makes the words we say sound important. And uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Facebook at Drew3927. Uh, it's the same at both. Uh, Peter? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at NinjaPierre. And that's where I will be trying to get Justin Bieber to MMA fight the guy who got Swamp Thing canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.